Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed on Nerdy Talk do not reflect those of Anime Herald. Due to strong language, listener discretion is advised. Now sit back and enjoy the show. We have one more disclaimer this evening before we get rolling. We made a few changes to our recording sets this past year, so a few things are off balance. I'd like to genuinely apologize for the lower quality, and we should be back in business by our next episode. Thanks much, and have a great night. Good evening, everybody. It's time for Nerdy Talk. I'm Mike Ferreira, and tonight I'm joined by LB Bryant. Hello. And it's been a while. I mean, a lot's happened in the past few months. We got a new president, for better or worse, and... I mean, it's now officially 2017, so... Yeah. Yeah. Lots happen. Yeah, we're a few months into 2017. Even it's been that long. I know. I mean, I really got bad at this. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> uh, we definitely have to do this a bit more often than you know, once every year now. A year. So hopefully, hopefully you'll see us a bit more often now. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> And if no one else can make it, I'll definitely be trying to make it at least once a month. But, anyway, that said, um, I guess tonight we'll be leading off with a topic that kind of got a bit of attention through a lot of the social media channels once it started coming through. Um, I'm not sure if we talked about this before, but Anime Strike is now a thing, where Amazon entered the anime industry. With their own streaming channel that's about $5 on top of a month on top of a Prime membership, for better or worse. Um, and at first, they seemed to be mostly focusing on Noida Mana. They had Scum's Wish, they had Commander of the Iron Forge, they had stuff like uh, some really good material, but they never really kind of pushed it. I think last time we even said, I wish they pushed it more, so I kind of am to blame for this whole monkey paw situation. <laughs> yes, it is all your fault. <laughs> Begin your ruing. I shall flay myself. But anyway. Um, they really started making a lot of news in the beginning of the spring season when Sentai Filmworks started announcing one title after another after another after another that would be exclusive to Anime Strike. Um, and we're talking some big stuff like Recreators, Anonymous Noise. So people were, you know, obviously pretty up and arms about that. I mean, I think... I think I've seen some stuff with a lot of four-letter words that I don't feel comfortable saying right now. We'll probably say them later, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it was crazy. And... I mean, since then, they've definitely taken a lot of heat. And... At the same time, they've been doing some interesting stuff. Like, they... Actually, just this week, it is May 5th, 2017 as a recording. So, as of today, they officially are the first streaming provider, anime streaming provider, I should say, to offer offline streaming where you can actually download episodes, watch them later, and they started kind of leveraging their manga library, digital manga libraries, by offering a free download per month for the rest of the year. So they're starting to learn, which I found pretty interesting. I kind of wanted to bring this whole situation up for a conversation. So uh, what are your thoughts, Elvie? 
Uh, generally speaking, um, it's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's, you know, more streaming services means more anime or just, you know, or you could look at it on the other side of the coin and say more streaming services, more subscription fees. Uh, so it really depends on what perspective you want to take on this. Personally, my perspective is, uh, is, oh, gods, I need to figure out, you know, if I can afford yet another subscription fee. Spoiler alert. No, I can't. Um, so that's my line of thinking, but I don't necessarily think it's a terrible thing that Amazon is getting into the game. It seems it seemed like a pretty natural uh, way of a, a pretty natural uh, evolution for them now that they're starting to get more into uh, digital content. Yeah, I am definitely with you on the cost thing. I mean, this would probably be a lot easier to swallow if, say, they end up. I don't know. Um, basically, say instead of five dollars on top of a Prime membership, maybe eight bucks if you don't have Prime, five dollars if you do. You know? Yeah, um, I could. T I, the thing that does irk me about Anime Strike is the fact that you have to pay an additional subscription fee on top of a Prime membership. Which, yeah, that irks me just a little bit. I I am with you. I mean, we we're anime fans. We're kind of used to being bled out pretty heavily, but there's a point where you're kind of like, eh, this is a bit much. Yeah, I mean, I remember about oh god, I, I maybe six months to twelve months ago, somewhere in that range, when streaming services started to get more and more competitive. You know, mm. Hulu. And, and Netflix and Crunchyroll and Funimation and, you know, to a lesser extent, the Anime Network, you know, just all these different services competing for our attention and for our money. Mm. And someone put out that graphic saying, if you want to watch all the anime that's available, these are all the services that you need to subscribe mm. to and how much it would cost you per month. And I remember at the time, a lot of people were saying, oh, no, you know, that's not accurate because, you know, and plus it's unrealistic to think that everybody, <clears throat> that there's people out there who want to subscribe to all these services to watch all the anime. Mm -hmm. And my line of thinking is that, no, there totally are people mm -hmm. who who would do that if they could afford it. Um, and it's just, but, and I just, that image has been going through my head the last couple, the last few days, just because of, you know, like I said, with anime strike now coming out and hitting with full force, mm. it's because it is becoming a lot harder to keep up with, you know, what services do I need to mm. watch the anime that I want? Oh yeah. And it, it, I think a lot of this is mostly a lot of people are feeling a particularly hard sting because just last year we had that landmark gigantic partnership between uh, Funimation and Crunchyroll that finally brought these two massive libraries together so to see this market starting to splinter out again is kind of frightening yeah I mean you and I have talked about this privately mm. um, but I wouldn't be shocked if we had another bubble burst within the next few years, I don't, I'm not saying that it's definitely going to happen. I'm not an expert, so I can't really 
you know, speculate that this is a definitive mm. thing that's going to happen. Uh, but I can say that it, if it did happen, it wouldn't shock me all that much. It just seems like we're in another bubble that uh, is, and we're going to see history repeat itself from what we saw like 12 years ago in 2005. Oh God, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been saying that for the past two years, and people have been laughing at me. I mean, I we're at a point where I think there was actually a an Answer Man article on AM not long ago where uh, Savakis was uh, Justin Savakis, sorry, uh, was saying that basically they're back to paying about a million dollars an episode for these certain high demand items. You know, it's like uh, it's getting to that point where it's starting to get almost unfeasible again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's going to be interesting to see how the market adjusts and reacts over the next couple of years as people, uh, as the streaming services, you know, jockey for a position. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, and now we have uh, Netflix and Amazon in here with particular big, particularly big wallets. I mean, pe- people say, yeah, it's just Netflix, they get one or two shows, but they get big shows. I mean, they're getting Little Witch Academia, they're getting... Uh, Knights of Sidonia, they're getting Ajin Demi-Human, they're getting some major stuff, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. And Seven Deadly Sins alone probably bankrolled them for a little while. Oh god, yeah, and Seven Deadly Sins, how can I forget that? I mean, not to mention they're starting to do original content, like, um, I forget what the title name was, but they are doing an original anime series for, they'll hit Japan for, they'll hit a hundred-something nations simultaneously. Plus, yeah, oh god, I remember hearing about that. I don't remember what title it is. I, I do remember hearing about it. I, I, I'm the same way, and not to mention the fact that they're going all in on Voltron. I mean, they literally resurrected a, four, a 30-year-old a brand that's older than I am. And, I mean, this is a show, a show that most people would say, yeah, you're nuts to try and resurrect Voltron. It's 80s kitsch, but here they are. We got season 3 on the way, and it's critically acclaimed. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's not a bad show from what I've seen. So they not only resurrected it, but they did it well. Oh, yeah, they gave it so a... kudos to them. They they did it right. They got good talent, good studio. They they really did a great job with it. Um, and Amazon, I mean, they got annoyed a minute. Once I said that, once I saw that, I think my first words were, oh, shit, son. Because, yeah. I mean... That's immediately a bank of compelling content. I mean, you're getting... Oh, absolutely. Especially because it showed that they weren't interested in going for the easy dollar. They were going for hardcore fans right away. Because hardcore fans are the ones who watch Annoyed Amina. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's stuff that's deep, like, high-concept stuff. I mean, that's Covenant of the Fortress. That's the Great Passage. That's um, Scum's Wish. And I can go on and on and on. That's... That's the stuff that people usually put into, you know, they, that's stuff that wins awards. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, like I said, when they started, when they signed the deal to get that right away, uh, yeah, that showed me that they were going after hardcore fans. Definitely. And this whole thing with uh, Sentai Filmworks seems to be just a natural progression of that. I mean, I've written... I hate to say it after all after seeing all the vitriol, I really can't fault them because they're playing the game, you know? 
Oh, absolutely. You can, You totally can't fault them because uh, be, with Crunchyroll and Funimation partnering up, Sentai was left out, out in the cold. They had, they literally probably had no choice but to do this and uh, to stay competitive in the streaming market. Uh, exactly. I mean, that's that's painful because that partnership. You have to remember that brought in not only did it bring in Crunchyroll's and Funimation's baked-in relationships. It brought in the sweetening of the pot for both of them to have rapid dub turnarounds, guaranteed media, pa- guaranteed mass media package releases, and honestly, you're pulling two two big players out of the market to replace them with one monolith that can probably throw its weight around a bit better. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, yeah, they're still separate entities, but at the same time, that's still probably a frightening concept if you're a licensing manager who is getting. Eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars an episode by playing these two giants against each other. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, that's. I I can definitely see Sentai, Sentai's logic here because they are. They are, the. How do I say this? They are like the vestiges of the '90s. They are, a small to mid-sized company, who still focuses on. Sh- a lot of niche stuff with those one or two major tells sprinkled in at the same time, you know, like uh, they get sure they get stuff like um, the Kiwani collections, they get uh, uh, Shirobako, they get stuff like that, but at the same time, they do a primarily niche stuff. Oh but, yeah, I mean, uh, who would have thought that Sentai was the one would be the ones to pick up Chihayafuru? I know, really. I thought that was going to be in licensing help till the day I died, but yeah, totally. I still, rem- I still remember that morning. That was a good morning. Oh yeah, that put me in a really good mood. That and when uh, Pied Piper o- opened a Kickstarter for Skip Beat. Yeah, that was a good mood. That was good as well. So yeah, I mean, but yeah, looking at the catalog, ninety percent of the stuff. I'm 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 exaggerating, mind you, cause just for the people listening, because obviously get some big stuff. They got Food Wars, they got um, Vampire Hunter D, they got some Class A content, but uh, Girls and Panzer. That's what I was trying to think of. But it's a lot of it's kind of booing that niche stuff, like uh, Himoto Umoshan, um, My Love Story. I love it, but let's be honest, that's not going to be selling millions and millions of copies. <laughs> Even though it should, really. Oh, oh god, I, yes. that's, that's neither here nor there, but still, it yeah. should be. Oh god, yeah, that's a beautiful series. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and even if you look at the package releases, they're starting to go more towards a boutique mindset. Like if, um, if you take a look at that uh, Food Wars set, that two hundred dollars set with the wooden box and everything, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. And more and more, it seems more and more people are. Imp- I remember we've we've kind of come full circle with that because mm. uh, limited edition packaging was something that was really big when oh, yeah. I first started getting into anime. You know, like fourteen, fifteen years ago, mm. uh, and then it just kind of disappeared once mm. the bubble burst and people couldn't afford mm. it anymore. And now we're come full circle, and now we're getting these two hundred dollar sets again. I know. I mean, part of me makes me really happy. Part of me makes me really sad because my wallet cries. But um, that said, I 
I am reminded of something that uh, Dave Williams said. I mean, this is back in Anime Boston 2003, like the first year they did it. He was asked a question about where he saw the future of anime, and he basically said, yeah, I think that what's going to happen is you're going to start seeing two stratified markets appear. You're going to have that cheap... Uh, as in it costs come down, you're gonna see the you're gonna see the cheap market come in to capture the majority of people, but you're gonna see a growing presence for more um while home video will never go away, it will evolve and you'll see more of a presence appearing for uh limited editions, certain uh small print runs and bespoke products. And they actually were trying that back then with stuff like ADV fan subs, like uh City Hunter was literally if you pre-order it, you get it. If not, you might get one or two of the extra damage replacements, but you're out of luck. So, uh-huh. I mean, even then, people could see the writing on a wall. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how things really shape up, especially now that we're in 2017, uh, and we are, I wouldn't say a boom economy, but we are kind of leveling off at the peak of the latest rise cycle and well within a year we'll start our gradual natural descent you know so i want i want to see what happens once that descent starts not to sound morbid but i'm genuinely curious to see what will happen well i mean to be fair when we had our first bubble burst, that was when we saw the rise of Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll right. saw an opening, and they just dove in headfirst. Yeah. Oh yeah, and that they was... and they and they cleaned up because of it. So I'm curious to know if w- once we see this new bubble burst, who's going to be the big player who steps in with the next big innovation that fills the hole. That's why I want. I think that's. Partly what's fueling this whole idea of um, the offline streaming initiatives that we're seeing now. Like, they're trying to find new ways to kind of innovate within a space, but we just don't know what the market's going to take next, you know? Yeah, I think all the offline streaming is going to be probably, it might be the next big thing that we see, the next mm. big development. Because uh, as uh, was linked this morning, uh, I believe you reported on it today that yep. Crunchyroll is going to be taking that step at some point within the next year as well. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see more and more people mm. start start taking advantage of that. Because that seems, if I'm not mistaken, that is probably the biggest feature that people have been like mm. wanting and demanding for like the last few years of being able to watch without an internet connection. Oh, God, and I mean, I can definitely see why they haven't. I mean, that's got to be a legal minefield just because, uh, well, let's be honest. Working with a licensor is is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do because they are constantly breathing down your neck. Oh, and, yeah, totally. And your first slip-up, they're going to run right the hell away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can yeah I can totally see that. So I'm guessing they had to get wait to get to a point where encryption was strong enough that they could be satisfied with saying, "Yeah, okay, fine, you can download it, but it's not our fault if it gets cracked." Yeah, totally. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, how Amazon works it and how Crunchyroll works mm-hmm. it, and if there's if it's going to expose any major security flaws in the first few months that it's available. I'm curious about that myself. Um, 
I, I hate to be a cynic, but something tells me that we're going to see a lot of anime strike stuff appear on uh, some of those, you know, I can't say the names, I don't want to say the names, but those places that people yeah. go. Yeah, totally. Though, on a vaguely different point that will just segue past real fast, but to be fair, a lot of those sites are disappearing now, now oh, that, yeah. uh, now that a new law has been passed in Europe, but that's a topic for another day. Oh yeah, and I mean the big one was uh, Nyandis is finally gone. Yeah, totally. But yeah, that's another story for another day. We'll we'll discuss that some other time. Yeah, because uh, that's an interesting story too. But yeah, I mean it's a crazy time right now. I mean we're seeing a lot changing, and I think this year was this past twelve months has been some of the most the biggest most exciting movement on an industry level. That I've seen in ages. Yeah, especially it's because to go back to the point earlier about the partnership between Crunchyroll and Funimation, <clears throat> that is just you could have bet me a million dollars. I and I prob and I probably would have lost if I had said that. No, that's never going to happen. Oh God, yeah. I think yeah. If you ask me that in two thousand and. 15? I think we even kind of joked about this. You know what would be awesome? If Crunchyroll and Funimation band together. And it was like, it was one of those things that was said with that sardonic tone, because we all thought it was never going to happen. Oh yeah, totally. I mean... But yeah, the partnership between them, that was a major landmark moment. That was... I mean, that was amazing. Like... I, I, I am still astounded that went through and genuinely happy that it has because I think overall it's been very good for the anime landscape as a whole. Yeah, I can agree with that. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing where the partnership goes in the future and you know how they adapt and how they merge with each other a little bit more uh, beyond just content sharing. Um, but yeah, I definitely am interested to see how things go in the next, you know, twelve to twenty-four months. Oh, likewise, it's it's something I've had my eye on. I mean, and it's definitely something that Funimation and Crunchyroll are very, very aware of that people are interested in. Because I can, I'll be honest, um, at Anime Boston this year, both of them led off with this good three-minute trailer about the whole partnership and everything like that. So this is something that they are both very happy about, very proud of, apparently. But on another note, on a more random note, please, 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 unless you got something big, unless you got something huge, no more 90-minute press panels, people. <laughs> but then how are they going to have have the time to fill in all those important fan questions? Oh, you mean like, so who would win in a fight, Luffy or Goku? Exactly. This this is an important thing that has to be answered. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Those are the questions that, that keep people up at night. I mean... Oh, absolutely. I mean, never mind that they got Sacro Quest and they just literally sped over it, but people have that... <laughs> yeah, that made me a little bitter, but anyway. Because <laughs> Sacro Quest is so good. Oh, it is very good, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, um... Hmm, but yeah, I mean, overall, that's another story for another day. I think I had a nice little write-up on 
the Herald about that because, well, after working for 72 straight hours, your patience just kind of runs out. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I, yeah. I think we kind of killed this topic pretty well. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we we hit it pretty well. Uh, so, anything that you're watching that you think people should be watching and probably aren't? Uh, Royal Tudor. Uh, oh. I have not. Se- I'm not seeing enough people talk about this series, which is really disappointing to me. Oh God, yeah, I love that show. I mean. I am so glad that we chose that as our, um, you know, our uh, anime club title this season because it is just so sweet, so fun, and I mean, genuinely funny at points. Oh yeah, absolutely! It's a great just ensemble cast performance, uh, <laughs> and the humor works really well, and it's touching and just at just the right moments. So yeah, it's definitely a series that has. I, I had a feeling that I was going to like it before it started airing. I didn't know how much I was going to like it, uh, but I've been really blown away by this one. So And it kills me that not, that more people aren't watching it and talking about it. Yeah, I, I, if I remember correctly, I was kind of the, the one skeptic of the group that when that first kicked off. And I mean, now when it comes on, I have to see it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I am right there with you. I'm... I wa- I try to watch it on day one whenever it premieres each week. Well, yeah, you got to get your dose of the good boys. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that show is so great. Um, that and Soccer Quest have been the two that I turn to every single week, I think. Yeah, um, Soccer Quest I'm enjoying. I, I'm not loving it as much as Royal Tudor. But no. I am de- I am definitely enjoying it. I love the mix of Shirabako and Loco Doll. I am right with you. I mean, it doesn't have the same magic as Shirabako, but it's still genuinely enjoyable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's been and it's. I'm really glad that it's getting a two core run. That's that makes me happy as well. Definitely, because it it is. It's one of those shows like uh, like Shirabako. I mean, it's one where you kind of have to let it just go at its own pace. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. If it were just twelve episodes and they tried to wrap it up in that in just one core, I just I couldn't see it going well. No, that would end up with it with a very rush ending, and I think it would just be a good show marred by an awful ending. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'm really glad that it's getting a full twenty five episodes. Yeah, I I am genuinely enjoying where it's going now, and I can't wait to see more. Um, other than that, I've also been watching uh, Alice and Zarko, Zarko, which was is pretty good. Um, it's a cute show, definitely not a pretty show. Um, those CGI moments are just ugly, but yeah, I I watched the first episode. I really enjoyed it. I haven't gone back to it yet, just due to lack of time and energy. Um, but it's definitely a show that I want to pick up again. I'm thinking I'll probably watch it dubbed on Funimation, just because it's easier for me that way. Um, but it's definitely a show that I want to watch because uh, I love I love having a show where the main character is an old man who doesn't give two fucks <laughs> what the other characters think. Oh yeah, I love I I love the fact that he get he gives no fucks. I mean, he does not put up with their shit at all. <laughs> yeah, which is just such a nice refreshing change of pace. Oh, definitely, and I mean. 
It doesn't. It doesn't matter if they're being chased by two homicidal psychics. No, he he stopped. He he whacks on side and says, "No, you stop that and apologize." <laughs> yes, absolutely. Truly, really, we are all Zoraku. Yeah, deep down inside, we I think we all have that. <sighs> uh, did anything else in the news lately that's caught your eye, or anything major that's been happening? I haven't been looking at the wires over like too closely. Um... What to begin with? Let's begin with uh, the big one was a Bloomberg story that hit on uh, uh, yesterday. Actually, um, basically, Bloomberg's reporting that Sony and Universal are both eyeing bids to purchase Funimation outright. Which mm-hmm. that is just fascinating because I mean, I I kind of hope it doesn't come to pass. Because let's be honest, I mean we all. I'm not sure if any of you remember when uh, Orion Pictures bought Streamline, but it did not end well. Uh, and something tells me that Universal would basically just kind of ignore it, and Sony would kind of just fold it into their Anaplex, their Anaplex brand for some reason. Yeah, I don't imagine that Funimation being bought out by a major corporation like that would play out very well for fans now because it's going to remove the big the biggest player from the market no matter how you look at it which that's a scary thought you know oh yeah absolutely that's probably the biggest story i've seen in the past week at least um well besides besides the the non-announcement of shirobako i'm going to wait until that's actually finalized before i celebrate because we all know it's probably going to happen, but I just... Yeah, that's fair. I mean, look at what they did. I know that you don't... If I recall correctly, you don't particularly like this series, but still, um, I remember what they did with Angel Beats, uh, where they were constantly teasing, we have another big announcement, we have another big announcement, and then it would be, oh, it's a new figure. Oh, it's a new whatever that's anything but what the fans actually wanted exactly and that's why i don't want to get excited because i i've seen it happen time and time and time again where they start building this hype campaign and it's something really fucking stupid yes (laughs) um then you just kind of say like that was it you had us sitting here for three weeks hyping this up constantly for a goddamn figure yeah, totally. Seen it happen, and I I really hope that they don't do that with this because I think there would be a certain segment of the fans mm. who would riot. Oh god, yeah that there would be there would be heads on pikes. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, there's one thing I do want to bring up. Uh, not long ago, the show that must never be licensed was officially licensed. Yoko is finally licensed for the U.S. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And yeah, I was really surprised that it took so long for but for mm. somebody, anybody to pick that one up. I'm not, I'm really curious as to why it took so long. I don't know. I mean, that was a weird one because it's like, this is one that people have been asking for and it's just, it just kind of sat in this weird licensing limbo, you know? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, and I, I honestly figured that Sentai would get it eventually, but so mm. I was even a little more surprised when it was Funimation who announced it. 
Yeah, that shocks me because Sentai's been getting a lot of kill any lately. I mean, at Anime Boston, they just announced they got the uh, four different movies. They got Tamako Love Story. They got the Chitokoi movie. They got um, uh, two others. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been about a month now, so <laughs> yeah, that's fine. But yeah, I mean that that struck me as outstanding. Oh yeah, speaking of Lensing, you know who I haven't heard of from a heard from in a long time. Uh, I'm gonna say Nisa, but I have a feeling you have someone else in mind. Oh no, Nisa's gone. We let's be honest. I I'm not gonna kid myself anymore. They okay. Uh, Pony Can USA. Yeah, now that you mention it, it has been a quite a long time um, since they've said anything. The last thing I've heard from them was. Did they get Long Riders? I don't even remember. No, that was Sentai. Um, yeah, yeah. They, they, I haven't heard anything from them in ages. And, I mean, they made a stir when they got uh, Denki Guy, Yuki Yuna as a hero, and uh, Sound Euphonium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, got, they got some good, solid B titles. Hmm. I just wonder if their pricing structure just pissed off enough people. I think it did. I absolutely think it did. Because I, I don't know anyone that's actually bought their stuff. Well, I mean, yeah, I just, I can't... Can't justify it. I'm Yeah, I'm looking at their uh, encyclopedia entry right now, and yeah, they have... The last thing I can think of that they picked up was a cute high Earth Defense Club Love Love. Yeah, and that's... Going on how many months now? Yeah, that was prob- that was a few months ago. Uh, let me take a look to see. Uh, oh wait, no, I take it back. They back in December they licensed uh, soccer series days. Well, that's a but, weird get. Yeah, but other than that, that's the last. That's the last uh, I've heard about mm. from them. Uh, looking at their looking at their news um, listings uh, and their mentions within the news, there's a gap of like from early 2015 to late 2016 where they were just not in the news. Exactly. I mean, that thing about it now that's really weird. They they literally got Bandai visualed out. Yeah. Yeah, so they just they kind of disappeared uh, very quickly, which <laughs> I don't think shocks a whole lot of people. No, I, I I'm more surprised that we didn't that it just hit me now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, um, totally. Because I mean, well, to be fair, it's not like they were around really long enough for them to be considered a major player. That you know is in the folk was is on the forefront of anybody's mind. Well yeah, but I mean Bandai Vision only had like four releases too and it people remember all about them. I mean Yeah, okay, that's fair. I mean that's a fair point. Because let's see, they had Pat Labor, Pat Labor Two, Wings of Unamies, and Galaxy Angel Rune, and maybe one or two associated others. But So yeah, that is kinda weird. And yeah, they're just Pony can. No one even <laughs> remembers them. They're an afterthought. Yeah. 
total afterthought, which is kind of sad. Yeah, I think otherwise it's just been kind of a, you know, it's a year. I mean, we got another Umarochan coming this this fall. Um, more Akira movie rumors, which let's hope that movie never gets made after Ghost in the Shell. I mean, not for the yeah. Not for the yeah. contra- not for the controversy, but just because I know it's not going to make money. Yeah, more than likely at this point, it's uh, it's dead. They should just let it die and take it off life support. Absolutely. If they had struck when the iron was hot and they hadn't kept delaying it over and over and over again, maybe it would have stood a chance. But at this point, oh yeah, and yeah. Yeah, now, unfortunately, after after uh, Ghost in the Shell died at, died at theaters, it just doesn't have a chance. It has, it has less of a chance than Power Rangers at this point, which actually did worse than Ghost in the Shell. Uh, did it? Yeah. <laughs> I, hadn't, I hadn't heard that. Yeah, it, it, it bombed, like, really hard, um, which is kind of sad. Yeah, that is really sad. I because I everyone that I knew that had seen it thought it was you know okay. It yeah. wasn't. I didn't hear anybody say that it was outright horrible. I I think the problem with that one is they're appealing to someone that is like me. I am a thirty-two year old man who grew up with the Power Rangers growing up, and I would be happy to see more of it. But I mean, let's be honest. Most thirty-two year old grown-ups have, you know, kids, families, lives. Exactly. I, I mean, I'm I'm that dude that writes anime news, so I, <laughs> I'm a little I'm a little touching the head. <laughs> uh, actually, one more news that I want to talk about tonight. Um, yeah. mostly cuz mostly cuz it has to do with one of my absolute favorite favorite anime titles. Um, last month, Funimation rescued Record of Lotus War. Yeah, I did a little happy dance about that. You and me both. I mean, that is one of still one of the greatest fantasy shows of all time. Um, oh yeah, that's a, I remember. I still very much remember when I first reviewed that series years and years ago when Central Park Media still had it. Um, I called it like one of the shows that set like a gold standard for fantasy series in the future and I still stand by that. Oh god, yeah, it's a brilliant show. It's it's one of the f- the few anime tales that captures that whole sword and sorcery feel to a T. I mean, uh that was just during a golden age, too. I mean, we're talking early 90s, so that was when you had some really great fantasy coming too, but that was just oh. head, head and shoulders above it. Granted, the sequel series is kind of, you know, kind of ass, but um, the original Lotus OVAs were something else. They were something special. Yeah, and it's... I'm still really curious to know how modern fans are going to react to that really cheesy English dub. Oh, man, I hope they keep it. They damn well better. Uh, as, far, as far as I know, they're not. Funimation has no plans to redub it. Oh, good, because you know. As far as I'm, yeah. As far as I'm aware, they're going to keep the original dub and release it, just like we remembered it way back in the day. And 
yeah, it's going to be okay. interesting to see how modern fans react to Parn sounded like Dudley Do Right. <laughs> no, the, what makes it brilliant is those little chibi segments at the end. Oh, yeah, those were hilarious. I still remember <laughs> that. Oh, man, but I'm glad they're not redubbing it because that was one of the things that li- that just. That fucked me up when I was actually getting screen caps from Slayers. I didn't realize that uh, sent that um, Funimation completely redubbed that show. Like, I think I was talking to you and I was having this almost like crisis of like this whole memory crisis when I was trying to do it. I was like, they changed the script. <laughs> I'm going between a YouTube video and the original and they changed the script. <laughs> Yeah, you were de- yeah you were talking to me when that <laughs> happened. I remember it. Oh um, yeah, that 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 screwed me off. <laughs> so all right, before we wrap things up, last topic that I want to hit you up for, and I'm putting you on the spot. I openly admit this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have about seven months left of this year. What are your predictions for what we're going to see for, throughout the rest of the year? What, or what do you hope we, we see happen before the end of this year? What do I hope we see? Either hope we see uh, right, or, well, or think we're going to. All right, Make your predictions. Well, realistically, we're going to see a lot more strife as Anime Strike gets stronger. Because let's be honest, they're going to get pretty swole if Amazon wants this. Um, we're probably going to see a much more aggressive Amazon trying to get stuff from, say, uh, the players, the small players, say, discotheque, groups like that, to try and pull them under their umbrella, leaving basically two island, leaving two islands, um, plus Netflix. But other than that, we're going to see a trend of a lot, a lot, a lot of catalog and library releases, stuff that's a little bit older but basically aimed at bringing in as much revenue as cheaply as possible, combined with another rush to kind of really fill out this whole premium, uh, this hunger for the premium sets that we see now. And Animago and groups like that, uh, we'll probably see Animago come out with their next title next couple month, the next month or so. We'll probably see uh, Pied Piper come out with theirs in the next month or so. And overall, it's just it. We're gonna see a trend towards bringing as much revenue in, while also finding ways to keep their costs down in the face of increasing licenses, increasing license fees. Sounds like pretty safe predictions. That's me, Mr. Safe. <laughs> How about you? Uh, oh goodness, I've never been really good with predictions, so I don't so I couldn't even tell you. Um, let me see. I can tell you what I suppose would hope would happen. I think at this point the Genion library has been pretty much tapped out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what I would really like to see is for people to go back and start digging and start rooting through the depths of Central Park Media oh, got and, it. Re- and re-releasing some of those titles mm-hmm. like uh, Animation Run of Karomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be a great one. World of Norway. That'd be another good one. Uh, just so I would love to see the companies go back into the CPM files. I will say this now: I will pay top dollar 
to any release of Maze Megaverse Space because <laughs> that is a show that was is incredibly hard to find. I've actually had one. I've actually lost one set due to disc rot, and it costs around two hundred dollars to replace. So I will pay top dollar to get another copy of that as a backup right now. I don't know if we're gonna see that one. I know. But I would. But yeah, if I had to make a prediction on what I hope we see, is that I hope we get to. Is that I hope that companies remember CPM and start digging through some of their old files. So that's my hope for the rest of the year. Because, mm, I mean, there's, Central Park has some great stuff that just kind of outright disappeared. I mean, they had... Um, oh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I know Discotech slash Eastern Star got um, Project Echo, but Echo 2, 3, and 4 and Uncivil Wars is still unlicensed. Um, mm-hmm. This is where I'm really going to start kind of going into the obscure... The original Birdie, the Mighty OVAs are still on license. Uh, yeah, I'm looking yeah. over their history right now. Ping Pong, yeah, Cl- they- Ping Pong Club, Shamanic Princess. Actually, was Shamanic Princess relicensed? Yes, it was. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot that just hasn't been picked up. And, I mean, this is a com- company that was on top of the heat for a good amount of time, actually. Oh yeah, they did really well there for a while, and then they just kind of disappeared. MD Geist. <laughs> Please, no one, no one, no one ever listens to MD Geist. That was just <laughs> my awful. big. Yeah, my big one was please never ever rescue Munto. Ah, oh, fucking Munto. <laughs> but it's Kyoani's first title. No, it's fucking boring. That's what it is. Yeah, it really, really is. If if they wanted to do that right, they just scrap it and start new. Get. I understand the idea of a, a um a passion project, but oh my god, that was awful. Um, I kind of want to see some of the absolute dreck get licensed again now. Um, I want to see someone get Garzy's wing. Mm-hmm. I want to see someone get the humanoid. I want to see someone get um. I actually want to see some of these titles that just disappeared entirely, like uh, Vampire Wars, get relicensed. I mean, I've got a little anecdote here from because I was talking to the. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if you guys know this, but uh, every year at Anime Boston there's a panel called Bad Anime Bad, where uh, Brian Price, Brian T. Price, who runs uh, Sci-Fi Continuum, uh, basically. Stands in front of the crowd for about two hours and shows off the absolute dregs of whatever he can find in the anime world. I mean, there's some legitimately awful stuff in there, like Dracula stuff in the dam, and it's hilarious because it's so cheesy. And unfortunately, a lot of these are just never getting picked up again because, let's be honest, they're awful shows. But I would love to see at least some kind of effort to kind of preserve some of them because the world needs the badness. <laughs> I mean, we we need Vampire Wars where you can have a guy sit there and say, alright, I need to cut some of this for this panel. And he's watching the whole thing and he's like, I don't know what to cut. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd love to see Garzies. I'd love to 
I would love to see Garzis just get a new lease on life. And don't forget about Virgin Fleet. Oh yes, the Virgin Warriors who fly the Virgin planes who shoot the Virgin guns because Virgin Magic is Virgin, Virgin, Virgin. How the fuck did the guy who created Soccer Wars come out with that? I couldn't even tell you. I mean... But, yeah, I will never let the world forget about that <laughs> VA for as long as I live. Oh man, that was... I die laughing at that, like... Because you think it's just the dumb. No, you put it on, you put it on uh, the Japanese hip. What is it? Bajino Striker! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh god, they say Virgin Strikers. And yeah, Virgin Fleet. Just the Virgin, the Virgin women who fly the Virgin planes who shoot the Virgin bullets with Virgin magic because Virgin magic. Because virgins. I mean, that's... Exactly. <laughs> you say it out loud and it makes even more sense. Oh yeah. And one of the worst part... That kind of video game. Did it? Yeah, in Japan I only. Did not know, I did not know that. It, it kind of well, I can't game. imagine that game ever making it past Japan's shores. I mean, yeah, that was it. Actually, got a friggin' video game, which amazes me. I, I mean, who in their right mind looked at this and said this is a good idea? Well, the only reason, I, the only way I could see that is if the next line of the guy's mouth was, "Where's my cocaine?" <laughs> but I guess uh, Oshihiro I go back to Soccer Wars he did that so well you made, you made me so happy as a fan with that back to Soccer Wars the rest of the stuff he, <laughs> the rest of the stuff he do is creepy Boyo Ken was tolerable I mean it was just Samurai's with the Batmobile but that's about it yeah pretty much I kind of wonder what goes through someone's mind that says you know what these Samurai need a white Batmobile <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that's a thing it's totally a thing <sighs> fuck, <laughs> fuck that show <laughs> that is so awful oh man but like you said the world needs the bad which is why oh, yeah. like I and which is why like I said I'm never gonna let that the world forget about that show Oh yeah, I'm I'm just glad so I'm just glad they licensed Station Ica. That is another one that's just terrible. <laughs> I mean that that is a unique breed of terrible too. That's exploitative exploitative terrible. I mean when it first came out it had the Guinness World Record of the most penny shots in TV show ever. The fact that there is a world record for that is kinda scary. Oh it is. I mean Granted, it's no plastic little where they where ADV actually put in a jiggle counter, but oh yes, the famous jiggle counter. Yeah. Oh god, I had forgotten about that. Uh, I I have a memory for these awful things because I curate bad stuff for my bad anime nights, and yeah. Um, the weirdest thing is I remember all this, and I'm the get I'm a. 100% gay, dude. Yeah. And yet, I remember the stuff, like, the really weird, raunchy shit, but, yeah. <laughs> the mind knows what it, the mind knows. Ah, uh, shoot. Any closing thoughts this week, or? Uh, no, I think I'm pretty well tapped out. Alright, well... Thanks everyone for joining us. Um, we I apologize if this seems a little more loosely edited because it is. Um, and we'll be back in about a month. Uh, have a great night, everybody.
Have a good night.